everyone, and welcome to Traylin Talks, where I sit down and read stories that go along with the theme. These stories will range from Reddit, personal stories, and more. So grab a snack, get comfy, and let's dive into these crazy stories. I hope you enjoy. So today, I have a special guest, my one and only honey, Lil X Patatoti. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> and today's theme is going to be unpopular takes. And these are all going to be, of course, from Reddit. These aren't personal stories of any kind, um, because they are just opinions. Uh, Story one is titled, Two Days Off After Working Five Days in a Row is BS. (laughs) So, let's get into this. My main point here is that 40 hours a week is too much for a person in their health. It should change. Monday through Friday, working 8 a.m. 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. I never have time to do anything because businesses close at 5 and I live 45 minutes away from literally everything. And I work that far away too, downsides of living rurally. I usually have to stop by a convenience store on the way home or even stop by somewhere to get food. I'm home by 6 or 6.30 depending on other factors too, like road work. Sometimes I have work texts or emails blowing up my phone for announcements and bullshit that could have waited until the next morning. So I'm really not truly off work because I have to read them. I take a shower after I eat, usually around 7. By 7.30, I have no mental energy, so I relax about till 9.30 or sometimes later if I can hold my eyes open. So not including needs like eating and showering. I just get two hours to myself. A measly 10 hours a week, not including weekends. My husband goes into work for the night shift at 7 p.m., so I barely get to spend any time with him. Thankfully, we both have weekends off. I'm off Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays are for running errands, grocery shopping, going to the laundromat, cleaning house, etc. These things can take up most of the day. Sundays are just mentally preparing for Monday again. I have no life. No friends, nothing. Just work and barely any time to recharge. I understand that this is just the way things are, but that doesn't mean that it sucks any less. I'm seriously considering taking off one Friday or Monday a month so that I can have a mental health day, along with my weekend off. I have a history of depression and anxiety, and although they've been at bay for a couple months, they almost always sneak up on me after a while of peace, usually in a few months' time. It hits me hard in the summertime, strangely enough. I've been pretty okay since early January, so I know it's just a matter of time. So that's the end, but there's actually an edit to add some more info. Not y'all being rude on a post that is anti-work. Basically me saying that 40 hours is too much work for mental health on a subreddit that is (laughs) anti-work. And then there's another edit. (laughs) I'm not saying I can't work this schedule. I understand this schedule is much better than others, but that does not invalidate by any means my opinion that it fucking sucks. I never said I want to collect unemployment and do nothing. I like what I do. I'm very passionate about it. I said 40-hour work weeks suck. It should be less. <laughs> Since so many hostile comments are assuming things about myself, I'd like to clear some things up. My 23 female husband, 22 male, and I share a car. Unfortunately, so he cannot leave my house to do stuff while I am gone. No public transit is available near us, so not an option. <clears throat> 
Yes, I understand time management skills and going back to school slash work for advancement is an option. Still, it does not change the fact that a 40-hour work week it fucking sucks. That is the point here. If you don't like it, then leave this sub. I worked my ass off during college while also working, and I plan on going back to school and then still holding a job. So do not come on here and call me lazy for having an opinion all caps <laughs> fuck off if you feel the need to invalidate or make personal attacks on a reddit post go back to your 60 hour work week job and lying to yourself that it's normal <laughs> so that's the story what do you think i mean i feel like he's uh holding grudges against his own work <laughs> yeah you, know, you think like, he doesn't hey, like his job i mean i think he's just like get a change in his hours if he's like really stressing that much about it yeah do you think he's uh his opinion is unpopular or do you think a lot of people agree i mean people that don't like to work i guarantee they'll agree but personally in my opinion i'm like on the other side like it's whatever in my eyes so you take the more carefree apo- approach to this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready for my opinion, or do you want to read the comments yeah. first? Up to you. Let's read the comments first. <clears throat> Don't do anything with your work email until the next day. You are off work, period. Mental health is important. Taking a day off is not a bad idea at all. And then the next comment reads, agree with this. Finally put my foot down myself and set up a do not disturb on my work work email. It's a game changer. And then the next person says, same, me. I recently deleted from my private phone work email account and I can give a fuck less at what is happening at work when I am at home. So, my take on all of this is, damn girl, damn straight. I, I mean, I hate going to my nine to five all day too i i i can't relate enough to be honest but um that also you know you might also be dealing with some mental issues um like i was and that's why i sought out therapy because i was starting to really dislike my job and i would highly stress checking out a therapist to unpack all that stress you must be feeling because what i'm getting from this is your like battery is running too low and that you need to recharge so i would look into getting a good therapist and seeing if that helps equal you out a bit so that it doesn't feel like such a mountain to go to work every day and that's my opinion there you go i dig that moving on the next story is titled Bed frames are a waste of money, and not having one shouldn't be a bad thing. (laughs) I strongly dislike bed frames. I've been sleeping on a mattress on the floor for the past six months, and it's much better. You can reach anything you put next to your mattress without needing a bedside table. Bed frames are often creaky, which can be a nuisance to yourself and others, as well as make it harder to fall asleep. Bed frames are physically solid and can be uncomfortable. For example, I like laying with my lower half on the bed with my top half off. Doing that with my old bed frame, there was always a piece of wood sticking into my ribs, which isn't a problem with just a mattress. Edit. I don't sleep with half of my body off the bed. I lie that way when I'm doing crap on my phone instead of getting up and being productive. (laughs) 
Bed frames sometimes cover up outlets, depending on how they're placed. For people who roll around when they sleep, falling off just a mattress is less painful than a raised bed. Bed frames cost time and money to shop for, buy, and assemble. Despite this, every person I've ever met finds it weird that I prefer a mattress on the floor, so I guess it qualifies as an unpopular opinion. There's an edit. Edit, I did not know that your mattress needed ventilation to prevent it from growing mold. My mattress does not have any mold, and I intend to keep it that way. Thanks for letting me know you all have saved me from having to spend a fortune on a new mattress. So what is your opinion on a mattress on the floor or a bed frame raised bed? I mean, the mattress on the floor isn't bad, honestly. I mean, it's like, depends your preference. Like that guy said, you know, with his doing shit halfway off the bed, you know, fair. I get that. You know, you got your little thing going, your little hobbies, your routines, you know, doing that shit <laughs> yeah but um plus you know there's also different kinds of like like water beds per se or like uh inflatable beds and shit they're like low on the ground like that too you're right i didn't even think about that so there's different kinds of you know there's all sorts of people that would do the same thing but with a mattress it's it's like you're using a bed on the floor for you know instead of a water bed or you know, perhaps yeah. a beanbag chair. <laughs> a beanbag. <Sleeping> <laughs> so, my opinion on this is heck to the no. I need, I need a frame. It has to have a frame, um, or at least be raised in some way. You know, you like can also have like. Sorry to interrupt you, but you can also have like a, a box under your. Well, not like a cardboard box, but like a box frame. Yeah. So it's not going to creak or anything, but so that it will be raised. Yeah, there's that too. Um I have both actually. So, um Yeah, there you go. Personally, I I prefer that. I personally would not like a bed on the floor. I bet that it probably does wonders for your back. I I want to say, but other than that, no. Um let's see what these comments have to say about it. Look into the very minimal ones. They raise you up and aren't taking up massive space, and also you don't want mold to start growing by leaving it on the floor. So apparently, if you leave mattresses on the floor like that, they can grow mold. I didn't know that until I read this story. Me neither. Wild. Yeah, I don't know what the science is behind that, but there's a bunch of comments talking about it, too. And um, OP, which means original poster, he uh, responds to that comment and he said, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't want my mattress getting moldy, so this is a pretty good alternative option. I've gotten a few recommendations in the other comments as well. Thanks. And then this other commenter says... I highly recommend that. Our bed broke, so we decided just to put the mattress on the floor this winter. It took three months to get the shock of my life when seeing the underside of the mattress ruined. Two nearly brand new mattresses that are now molded beyond repair. Never doing that again. Wow. Oh, goodness. And then this other person responds to that and says, Wow, I didn't even think of this. My husband and I had our mattress on the floor for just over a year as it was unrealistic to get a bed frame at the time. No mold. We must have been lucky. Right? And then the person who had the moldy mattress... Oh, go ahead. I wonder if it's something to do with, like, the humidity levels or something. Like, where they live? 
I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Or if they have like a, a heater on or an AC on. It's pretty wild. Deal, you know? Or if they're just like really sweaty people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just like hot in there. Yeah. Same thing. You know, kind of like yeah. the climate is like hotter. So maybe, uh, I don't know. Just a little spitball. I'm not 100% sure. Not right? a, like a moldologist. Or Me whatever. neither. <laughs> it's pretty wild though, huh? Mm hmm. <laughs> um, and then Moldy mat- Mattress Guy, he responds to that person and he says, We've done the same thing when we lived in the Canary I- Islands for years and never had problems with mold there. Just cockroaches, ew. The climate plays a big role. Oh, honey, look, you were right. Since we're in Switzerland, we seem to have swapped the cockroaches for occasional mold. As drastic as the mattress got this time in such a short period, I have never seen this in my life before. Because of the energy crisis, people here were instructed to keep their house temperatures one below lower than usual. In a total of... Oh, the comment cuts off there. Why did I cut that off there? You know what? Yeah, we're just going to move on to the next story. Um, so yeah, it has something to do with the climate, though. Next one is titled, <laughs> Chicken Thighs Are Fucking Disgusting. <laughs> so, <laughs> chicken thighs are the most revolting meat product on the market. They're expensive, and all they taste of is fat and iron. I generally do not understand why people go so nuts for them. The question is not bone in or bone out, but in the bin or in the dog. Chicken is a D-tier meat. What is your opinion on that one, honey? I was totally doing something. Oh, <laughs> Okay, what were you saying? What was the shenanigans? That's okay. We can read it over again. Um, Chicken thighs are fucking disgusting. Chicken thighs are the most revolting meat product on the market. They're expensive and all they taste of is fat and iron. I genuinely do not understand why people go so nuts for them. The question is not bone in or bone out, but in the bin or in the dog. Chicken is a dear team meat tier meat (laughs) d tier meat oh wow okay um i just don't think he likes chicken (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind chicken you know i would say it's like a maybe like a a c plus tier meat you know b (laughs) minus not a d though that that man's down there for saying d you know that's that's ouchy um the iron thing sure it tastes like iron some people actually crave iron they like um deer liver in fact around here um the way if you like have like a craving for iron deer liver is like the best thing you can have <sighs> yeah for the iron kind of dealio but yeah the, the d kind of had me there i don't know about, d- I mean, tier about meat. preference yeah. <laughs> so you think that this guy has a very unpopular opinion i would say so unpopular i'd say He's a little cheese trip in there, you know. <laughs> My opinion is he also has <laughs> a very unpopular opinion. I agree with that because I think that this man's has not ca- cooked his chicken thoroughly. I think he undercooks his chicken and he doesn't know how to cook. And doesn't prepare it, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I think he he's literally just never had good chicken. Like, <laughs> and that's sad to say because chicken, one thing about me, I'll destroy some chicken. I love chicken. It's Eat good. Straight. It's good <laughs> stuff. So I would I would rate chicken freaking B plus if you ask me yeah, or A. There you go. 
I mean, I, I'd prefer chicken over beef any day, so I would even say chicken gets an A. But, um, let's see what the comments have to say. You can have my vote. I happen to love chicken thighs. They're half the cost of breast and not nearly as dry. This guy is just, uh, I'm gonna avoid using the word dumb, but he's dumb. Uh, <laughs> 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 he literally just said that he agreed with him, but then contradicted everything yeah. he said. So that comment always, always confused me, and it's the top comment for some reason, and I don't understand that. But anyway, the next just comment. Like <laughs> yeah, just maybe he's a troll. But the next comment says, yeah, we do thighs maybe once per week. Homemade chicken bake in the air fryer is my favorite recipe. That sounds good. And then this guy says, I like to grill the boneless, skinless thighs and make tacos. <laughs> that sounds good. Tacos, yeah. Yeah. And then this person says, when I was younger, I used to think like OP, but now that I cook my own food, I love using chicken thighs. So much flavor and moisture. I agree. They have lots of flavor. See, when I was younger, I also like, um... I had bad chicken once that it, it could have ruined it for me. I had like fruit food poisoning and shit. It was terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, but I don't know. Now that I like grow up later on, I'm I'm liking it a lot more. You than, do? Than when I was little and I was like, ooh, I froze it up off of that. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and changing, yeah. Uh, you know, taste buds as you age as well is a factor. Yeah, that's it. I used to hate green beans, and now they're, they're pretty good. Green beans they're are good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that one was a food one. This one's interesting. Um, it's titled, If you expect me to pay my own way on a date, you need to tell me ahead of time and the price of the date, too. Okay. <laughs> when I was bro a broke college student, there was so many times where guys have asked to take me out somewhere relatively expensive than asked to spit split the bill. It wasn't like the date went badly because they asked to see me again. I feel like if you invite someone on a date, you're responsible for either taking care of everything, including the bill, or at the very least letting them know that they are expected to split the bill and the expected cost of doing so. I'm happy to split, of course, and able to if I don't see myself going out again with the per if I don't see myself going out again with the person and I'm happy to discuss cheaper date ideas or splitting ahead of time. But being asked to split on the spot is really awkward and I would be inclined to not see that person again. What's your opinion on that? I, hmm, I would say, like, I mean, I feel like she's in the right, honestly. At first, I, like, when you first read it, I was like, she's kind of stingy, but, I mean, now that she, like, read out the story, you know, I could see that. Okay. You know, you wouldn't want to get, like, you know, jump scared with a random shenanigans, you know? Well, I will Especially read the Especially, I comments. think she said she was a college student, maybe, I might be wrong. She was at the time, yeah. She was a college student. So, there is, you know, money issues when you're in yeah. college. Um, let's see what the top comment has to say about this. It says, imagine just talking to the person. There's no shame in being broke, and it's only natural to be broke as a college student. Plus, I assume you were asked on dates by other equally broke college students. There was a time when the person proposing a meeting would also be expected to pay... Back in 
a day when the economy was different, the society was different, and the purchasing power was different as well. The times have changed quite significantly, so it's healthy to assume you're splitting the bill no matter who initiates this meeting. The next comment reads, you always assume you are covering yourself every time, period. So I only wanted to read a couple comments before giving my opinion because I actually disagree with you on this. I think she's a jerk. I think that she should never assume that somebody is going to pay the entire thing, especially being in college. And if she's going out with other college aged people, I think that this is a total gender thing and that she's being uh, she's being a little entitled here. You know, Um, you you can't expect a man to ask you on a date and tell you roughly what your meal is going to cost because you're the one who's ordering your meal. Yeah. That is completely ridiculous, in my opinion. I think that she's being... Yeah, that was. I think she's being over the top about this. And then not seeing that person because of it? Girl, no matter what you do in life, you have to pay for yourself. You have to pay for where you live. You have to pay for your gas in your car. You have to pay for your meal. If that guy hadn't asked you to go there, then you would be paying for it either way. So, I... I just think that this is uh, ridiculous. And and the other comments go, this is called being a grown-up. Sadly, not many left. And then the next one says, I've had (laughs) such a unique, unfortunate experience of attempting to pay for myself, only to have men be upset by it, and God forbid I try to cover their meal too. Okay, whatever. That's not what it's about, Samantha. We're not talking to you. It's a bit weird that this happened to you many times. Why didn't you learn after the first or second time that your expectations aren't the same as others? And that this is a question you should have asked or just made sure you were prepared to pay half if you wanted to go on a date. This right here. You should be prepared to pay for yourself. There's no handouts in life, girl. I mean, unless you think you're entitled to pretty privilege, but sounds like you're not, so... Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. This one's titled, I don't understand parents making their children pay for things they can easily afford. The whole life lesson thing is kind of bullshit. It doesn't require kids taking out thousands in student loans debts to teach them to be financially responsible. I don't get parents, especially ones that try to force or pressure kids into college when they won't even pay for it and they can easily afford it. Obviously, I was grateful my parents paid for my college and even rent until the moment I graduated, then I was all on my own. I know plenty of people whose parents could also easily afford it, but elect not to. I just feel bad for the kid, I guess. They're struggling to work, school, pay rent, and have to worry about loans. I don't uh, plan to let my children pay a dime. Now, some people can get spoiled and leech their entire life, but at least from everyone I know on both sides, everyone essentially turn out the same. Functioning adults who know how to manage finances. Please don't say happy cake day to me. <clears throat> so, what is your opinion on that one? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm lost. Um, yeah. What are you lost about? I'm just. I just um. Totally lost thought process, like fucking completely. So basically, what it's saying is, uh, some parents that can afford to pay for their child's college and elect not to. Do you think they're jerks for doing that if they can easily afford it? 
are you thinking? <laughs> My battery's dead. Excuse oh. me. Oh. There we go. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard. It's like you shouldn't be entitled to anything. You shouldn't just expect anything, really. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a kiddo, you should go get a job, paper routes, I think, save up. Uh-huh. That's my input on it, personally, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's read this uh, top <clears throat> comment. It goes, the problem is you're only showing one example, and the worst one of all in that case to me. Parents who would let their children have debts when they can afford to pay college are irresponsible. However, some parents want to teach their children an important lesson. You have to work to get money. It's not something that is given. You'll notice that a lot of rich kids don't know the value of money because they're always given what they want. In the long run, teaching your kids about the value of money, among other things, is the best thing you can do for them. Edit. Rephrasing for more clarity. Okay. So, what do you think about that? Does that sum it up more better for you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I agree with that as well. Like... Uh, I don't think that the parents are jerks unless, you know, the kid is going into massive debt and asking for help and they're like trying to set up a payment plan to pay the parents back or I don't know. But at the same time, they they aren't entitled to the parents money. So it really depends on the family in question, like if we're talking specifics. But if we're talking in general, if parents have money and elect not to pay for their college for their kids, well, that's their choice, and it at the end of the day, it doesn't make them evil. So, I think that we agree on this one. Um, moving along, the next one is titled, I don't know if I'm getting old or if slang is just starting to sound dumber and dumber every year. My latest peeve is the word riz, which is like an equivalent to smooth in some sense. Not used the same in the same way, but I get smooth or slick. They sound nice, but what the fuck is Riz? I looked into it to see how it started, and it is really, is it really worth becoming slang? But as far as I can tell, it was literally an invention of three type, (laughs) I just like, my brain broke, TikTokers, and now I'm just giving up on the future. What do you think about this one? (laughs) I mean, yeah, honestly, (laughs) slang has gone downhill. (laughs) (laughs) um around here we'd be like go spit some game not go riz her up <laughs> <laughs> go riz her up but you know what's funny about that is when we first started talking didn't like dark use Riz to describe how you were talking to me that you were rizzling me or something? My brother did. Mm-hmm. Oh, your brother did? What did he say? How did he word it? He's like, You rizzing your cat up? I was like, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that this was funny Just that perhaps. that me and you are reading this one now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you technically used Riz on me, now didn't you? <laughs> Like, fair, fair, yeah, if we're talking about Riz, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bad some game, perhaps. Mm-hmm, you totally did. And then let's see about these comments. So, isn't it just short for charisma? And then somebody says, yeah, basically. 
And then somebody else said, but not necessarily in the way it's used. You can say that guy's putting the riz on her, but you'd never say that guy's putting the charisma on her. Fair. It is different in that way. You might say that guy is using his charisma on her, though. Roll me a charisma check. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why this guy's so, like, affected by this, is my honest take about it, though. Like, why is he so angry about it? Like, is it just because he's getting older? I'm not, like, with him for that fact. Like, sling, yeah, sling is downhill for sure. But, I mean, like, the fact that he just, like, Inspector Gadget's like, let me go look into this damn place. (laughs) Yeah, like, he was so moved. For what? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, what were you expecting to find? (laughs) Exactly, like, we're all in the trenches out here. We're all of the internet. happy about... Like, 